30. I'm Ryan. And I'm Candice. And today, ladies, we're spilling the tea on girl trips. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. It's summertime, ladies. It's time to get that bikini out. It's time to hit the road. We're talking details on our favorite girl getaways and the lessons we've learned for our trips with our ladies. That's right. Look, we all need a vacay. A vacay, Mm -hmm. a staycay, whatever you do, go on and K. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Spend time with your girls in the beach or in the city. Any of that can be so relaxing and fun when you get to unplug. Yes. Now, we also know, though, it can get a little pricey. Oh, yes, it can. So that's where our expert comes in. We'll introduce you to a black female travel blogger who has nearly visited one country for every year of her life. She knows a thing or two, ladies. She'll break down travel details, what not to do while you're away, and a whole lot more. That's right. So pour yourself some tea, strap yourself in, and join us for our girls' getaway. It's tea time. Clink, 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 clink. (laughs) What you drinking, Candace J, on this girls trip episode? Yo, so I'm doing the most. I'm drinking two bottles of Hint. One that's infused with pineapple essence, and the other one is infused with blackberry essence. That just screams summer. Summer, summer, summertime. Summertime. Did we low-key harmonize? We always harmonize. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shout out to Amber. Yay, yay. Hey, Amber. Hey, girl. Yay, yay. yay. Amber's always trying to harmonize with us. This is our really good friend, Amber. She, we're going to bring her on one day. For real. She might be a woman crush Wednesday. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Absolutely. Actually, we just hung out with Amber with our little girls, kind of a girls getaway. We all were in Boston. Yeah, that counts. That so was a girls getaway. Look at us. Let's give ourselves some credit. And we got to give some credit, some shout out to Kike. We were there, our other really good friend, Kike Aluko. We were there for her graduation from Harvard, ladies. So all of our friends from college had to go out and support her. She got her JD and her MBA. Yes. Congratulations, Kike. Yes. Shout out to (laughs) Kike. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, It was so much fun hanging out in the hotel with you guys and catching up and, you know, talking about what was going on in our lives. Like if, even though we hadn't seen each other in a while, it felt Mm -hmm. like we were just catching up from yesterday. Like it was amazing, but it was just too short. Too short. That's how it was when with your girls, right? Especially we're in our thirties now, you know, our lives are hectic. We're all Mm -hmm. doing work or in our relationships and it's hard to stay connected sometimes. So being with you guys, ah, it's just, it's just the best. So that's why girl getaways are just so important. But yeah, that one was way too short. Yeah, that was, that was way too short. And I need some more of them in my life. Like I think the last time I had a true girls getaway was, September of like 2017, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was going into my second year of business school. Um, I traveled with my girls, Tolu and Iman, and we went to Barcelona, uh, Mykonos and Zach and Thos. Yes. It was magical. 
Oh, y'all think you're Greek now. Is that right? Girl, (laughs) Zakynthos was life though. Like I want to go back there. If I could, I would go back there at least once a year. It's so tranquil. Like Mykonos is definitely more of like the lively island, but Zakynthos, everybody is chill. The water is gorgeous. Like there's this beautiful turquoise water because of the, um, I think the chemical reaction with like the limestone. It's just, it's, it's amazing. I don't care what it is. It's some water. It's somewhere to relax. Take me there right now. (laughs) I know that's right. How about you girl? When was the last time you had a girl's trip? Oh, a real true girl trip. It has really been a while. I mean, I, the first one that comes to mind is my trip to Miami for my 25th birthday. So Ooh. many moons ago, but it was fun, fun, fun. I got a tattoo. Hi. What? I- Wait, time out. You have a tattoo? <laughs> I had no idea you had a tattoo, girl. Yes. I was like, look, I'm in Miami. I'm with my girls. I'm I'm just going to do it. So, you know, hiked Wait. up the skirt. No, I'm just Wait, kidding. do you really have a tattoo? Yes, I really have a tattoo. I got it in Miami for my 25th birthday. I had no idea. Yes, ma'am. Dang. And I really, I did it because I had always wanted a tattoo. Okay. And I was scared to get it. And I said, this to me is symbolic of me trying new things, getting out of my comfort zone, doing things because I want to do it and just having a good time. You know, I've always, sometimes I'm just very serious. You know, I'm on this path. But it's okay to live a little and, you know, do something out of your comfort zone and just enjoy yourself. And so when I look at it, it's 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 a reminder of all of that. So I'm actually really happy that I got that on the, you know, the shores of Miami Beach. That is so wild. I I actually I had no idea that you had a tattoo. That's okay. There we go. The more you know, the The more more you know. NBC, uh, give us some money. Yeah, okay. I just did the little hand thing too with like the <laughs> cascading, the more you know, yeah. but this yeah. is an audio format, so I didn't really think that through. That's okay. I <laughs> saw it though. I saw it though because we're connected. Because you, you see me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that reminds me. Sorry, I just had a thought. My other girls get away. Hmm. We, speaking about Amber and Kike, we went on a road trip. Oh, yeah. The three of us. Yeah. yeah. We went from the Bay to North Carolina. It took us about a week. Okay. And let me tell you, I never really wanted to go on a long drive ever, but it was so fun. We stopped along the way. We stopped at the Grand Canyon for a couple of days. Nice. We went to Nashville, went to the country. What was it? Country Music Hall Museum. Okay. Never wanted to go there, but I learned a whole lot about country music. That's what's up. Um, we went to spots that guy from Diner Drive-Ins and Dives had stopped at. I oh, mean, it fun. was just, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We just, It was like nice to just be in the car together, right? We got stuck in the car together. So you had to ask each other a lot of questions, had to keep each other away because one of us was driving. Um, it, it was just really nice to connect. You know, you think about a girl's trip on the beach somewhere and believe me, that's fun, but it's really about connecting with one another. Right. And so you, what way better way to do that than when you're in a car with each other. And so I had a ball with them. So shout out to both of them again. Yeah, for real. For real. And you know what? I just had to check myself before I wrecked myself. Like, I can't, I can't even act like I didn't know. I did know you had a tattoo, girl. I just forgot. See? I I thought you knew. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. You know my memory is shot, which is actually great if you ever want to, like, commit a crime or something. Because I probably won't even remember. 
Good to know. I'm gonna I'm gonna jot that down. Might as well. Like your secret safe. Crime equals Candace. (laughs) Whoa. 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 Do you know what show that's from? Whoa. Yes, that's that show with uh that's that guy, Melissa Joan Hart. What's that show? Wait, not Melissa Joan Hart. That was uh Clarissa. This one is uh with our girl, the real smart one who's on Big Bang Theory. Uh Blossom. Oh Blossom. Yeah, Joey Lawrence. Oh, Joey Lawrence. Remember when Joey Lawrence was on that last season of Half and Half? No. Yeah, when Dee Dee was working at the sports agency. He was a fellow sports attorney who was like her rival. And then I think the way that they were going to play it out, he was going to end up being her love interest. But I don't know if they ever like really got to do that. Yeah. We should write the next episode, the follow-up. Oh my gosh. I would love for them to bring back Half and Half. Like the mothers, they could have had a spinoff easily. I think we should do it. You could do it, go. Oh my, don't don't even get me started. You remember back in the gap when I was like, we need a black Golden Girls reboot. And I had cast it in everything. I know. I'm I'm still waiting to see that. <sighs> yeah. People yeah. call us. We have ideas and they're good. So many good ideas. Like, uh, come on, just let us do this. But yeah, I'm sorry, I digress. But all of that to say, <laughs> I do remember that you got your tattoo uh, and I too got some work done during a girl's trip. Ooh, what kind yeah. of work are we talking about? That's uh, that's when I got my piercing. <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah, in New Orleans. It was a, it was an interesting uh, night. No it was Yeah, now that was intense. There were four of us in the room. I think all four of us had just broken up with our boyfriend. So it was some real intense energy in that room. And then um, one night I remember, you know, bits and pieces, but I know I was bent over (laughs) a table eating a hot link. And then eating a hot link, of course. (laughs) What else would you be eating but a hot link? But a hot link. Because you know they have really good street meat in New Orleans. Did so, it yeah. have? Did you have a bun with it, or was it just a hot link? I'm gonna be honest. I think I just had like the the okay. link. Yeah, I right, think it was just right. the link, low carbs. Just the link, okay. Yeah, okay. and I remember being like bent over a table, and Corinne was there in the room with me. Hey, Corinne. Yeah, and so the way like because the one that I have in my back, it's a microdermal, right? So they have to get it like <laughs> under the skin for it to hold. So she didn't get it in correctly the first time. So she had to pull it out. And Corinne said like the blood and some of my skin came out and that's what (gasps) she just had to be done. But (laughs) the lady got it back in. But yeah, I was just still bent over eating my hot link, feeling good about it all. Um, I wasn't prepared for that. I'm a little nauseous. No, don't be. Are you okay? Did it get infected? No, it didn't get infected. Sometimes it gets snagged on stuff because I often forget that I have it. So like if I, you know, have something that's knit, sometimes it'll get stuck on there and it'll pull. But other than that, it's okay. I think you are the Tiffany Haddish of girls trips. Do you think that's accurate? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't accept that and I don't receive it. Oh. (laughs) Return to sender. Absolutely not. Tiffany was wild and out of control. Like she was great to watch, but that ain't great to be. I think she would also have a hot link and get a piercing. Don't you think? I think Queen Latifah would as well. Like, I'm going to take that Um, one. I'm going to take that one. Yeah. So, okay. So which, who are you on a girl's trip? Are you, are you the turn up friend? Like, okay. Well, you said not like that. Not like Mm -mm. Tiffany. Mm -mm. Okay. Are you the Jada? The one who completely lets her hair down and acts differently when when she's at home? Mm -mm. Nope. Oh, okay. So you're the Queen Latifah, the one who brings work on the trip? That sounds about right. Yeah. 
Okay. What about yeah. Regina Hall, who makes his business with pleasure? You know, I haven't had to, like pleasure like that uh, <laughs> on a girls trip before. Like, yeah, I've not, yeah, no, mm-mm, I'm too scary. You're too scary. I am. Mm. I'm so scared, girl. Who are you, though? I'm Queen Latifah. Who are you? I think I'm going to have to go with a little bit of Regina and a little bit of Jada. I mean, Regina was your namesake, to be fair. Can we talk about it? Okay, ladies, let me talk about this because every time I talk about it, I get... Exclusive. (laughs) Exclusive. Okay. So, background. Uh, Girls Trip was written by who, Candace Shea? Tracy Oliver. Tracy Oliver. Which school did Tracy Oliver go to? That'll be Stanford University. Holla. And who was also at Stanford University with Tracy Oliver? That will be my lovely co-host, Ryan. Fantastic. Oh, and then what was Regina Hall's name in Girl Strip? Sources say that it was Ryan. And that would be correct. And what was her occupation in Girl Strip? Mm. She was author. Journalist. She was a writer, journalist, media. Oh, what what yeah. really did she do though? Like I know she I told so. people what to do, but what was her like main profession? Anyways, point is she did something <laughs> in media, and my name is Ryan, and I'm in media. Yes. And yes, ladies, I did ask Tracy about this, and she said, "Well, I did always love your name." So boop, I was in a movie. Some would say because of you, they can. <laughs> because of me, they can. Oh, if I think about too much, I'll make me cry. I'm so much. No, girl, don't cry. Don't cry. Dry your eyes. Eyes. What song was that from? I don't remember. Oh, no. Hmm. What was I talking about? Oh, Regina. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, so I'm her because I actually like the idea. Well, I'm her because I'm her. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) let's be clear. But um, I like the idea of mixing business with pleasure because I like the idea of having my company pay for my trip and then inviting my girls along. You know what I mean? Mm, I respect it. So I'm not going to get too crazy, but I am crazy about saving money. So if I can do both, (laughs) I will. So I'll say that. And then I'll say I'm Jada because not because I'm great. What's his name is? Yeah, he's so fine. I love my husband. But um, he's really fine. I like citrus. Anyways, okay. So I don't mean it in that sense. But, okay. Hey, baby. Yeah. Hey, Kofi. Oh, no, I wasn't talking to him, but that's cool, too. Oh, I was. But anyway, yeah, um, he's fine. But I say that to say that I... Huge fine. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, I'm Jada because when I'm on my trip, I'm not who I am at home. Meaning I don't have to be mom. I don't have to be wife. I like Mm. to just be in the moment with my girls, right? Like I can just, you know, let myself detach from all of the responsibilities and just be with them, just be silly, just be myself, just be a girlfriend. And so you know, you just act differently than you would when you're thinking about play dates and work and, you know, taking care of everybody else. So that's one of the reasons I just love girlship and why we all need one. No, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) I think, you know, I'm still going to maintain that I'm more of the Queen Latifah because, 
it's, I really can't think of like a trip where I haven't done at least a little bit of work. Right. Mm. Um, now granted I'm not doing it, you know, trying to do something on the low about my friends, but it is very likely that there is going to be a little bit of work involved. Um, and then, you know, I think I do have some of the turn up, but I wouldn't describe it as Tiffany Haddish's character. I'm going to make too much for you. Is that why you say that? Yeah. It's just, it's too much. It's like, I I am always within control. You know what I mean? Like I always (laughs) am, am cognizant of, of, of my actions and like what the consequences are. And I act accordingly. Actually, Um, I have to say that I have seen you, um, having a good time, let's say, (laughs) but when it's time for you to be on and be responsible you are you can flip a switch i'm just saying you are you're very in control well thank you so girl I, you gotta I, be, I, you gotta be versatile that. yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm yeah. i'm gonna give mine like who i think tiffany would have been when she grew up which is like the mm. Whoopi goldberg character and how stella got her groove back like i feel like i'm more of that one right where i'm like girl have fun let loose but i'm not gonna do anything like too crazy and reckless or if i am it will be discreet where you will never have a trail back to me you know what i mean like that's kind of where i am let's turn up but let's remember that we have a real life to go back to i felt that Whoopi was ashy in that movie (laughs) i thought that was intentional though to like kind of give us some hints that she might be sick i know but i think she was just ashy well she is ashy as my angelou's um elbow in poetic justice (laughs) (laughs) like that type of ashy you remember? I was never flitty. Do you remember that? And her elbow was like. I remember so you dusty. saying that every day in college. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds every like day. me. Yeah, that yeah, sounds like day. me. That and my spoken word with ratchet mu- music, like that made me really happy. Yeah. That's a reminder, ladies, on your girls' trip and any trip. Pack the lotion. Moisturize. Ooh, definitely moisturize. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would be so funny if a, if a girl came on the trip and didn't have no lotion oh my lord mm. what's the funniest things ever happened to you on a trip guy <laughs> so probably back in new orleans i do some of my better work in new orleans to be fair um, <laughs> but the last Yay's. time for real yes. um but the last time i was there i uh was at essence fest with our good friend korean hey girl hey girl <laughs> and um yeah, so I'm a huge fan of Babyface. I consider him to be my common law husband. And he in I his I only think of you on occasions. What's that? That's day, day. and night. Night. Day and night. And day. But yeah. Yeah. So for his set, right, he brings the heat, he brings the hits. But I think people forget like how ridiculously deep his catalog is once you include songs that he wrote for other people, right? Yeah. So he had done The Boys to Men and the Tevin Campbell and he did to, you know, Brony. Like he did all of that. So I'm all worked up at that point. Like my body's loose. I'm in the moment. And he he was doing end of the road. He jumped off of the stage. And uh, our friend, our good friend, Corinne, she said, all she saw was me then dart out. I left my (laughs) shoes. (laughs) But I do remember in that moment when he fell, not fell, but when he jumped, I was like, it is time. And so I'm not quite sure what my plan was. We had good seats, but it's not like we were like right at the front. (laughs) 
Anywho, so at some point, I make my way like through some stuff, and all Corinne sees is baby face running on a oh. jumbotron, and then in our section, and I'm running right next to him. Oh. So me and baby face are running through the aisle side by side. And so I get this picture of him up close because literally we're, we're right next to each other. It's me, him, and his security running through the aisles yes. together. And so I get this close up of him with his shirt open and stuff. And I was just like, Uzaddy, Uzaddy, he's so easy. <laughs> and so then Essence picked up the picture and they oh. posted the picture and they're like, yes, look at God's work. And I was like, yes, photo credit. And Wait, then, there's a picture of this? Yes, girl. It was wild. Like, it was oh crazy. So, yeah, that's definitely my funniest thing because I was just, I was just too crunk for Christ. Like, I could not <laughs> contain myself. And, yeah, I ran with Babyface like I was running with the bulls. You ran with Babyface on a girl's trip. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. hard to top. Yeah, girl. <laughs> what about and got you? pictures of it. Got pictures of it. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I, we'll have to. We'll have to put him on our social. We'll share them yes. with people. Yeah. Yes. You guys got. I got to look at this picture too, ladies. Let us know what you think. Yeah, girl. It's crazy. But how about you? <laughs> well, okay. So I have this funny story. I was not on this trip. Okay. It did not happen to me. But mm-hmm. I wish I was there, okay? I have this family friend who told me about one of her girlfriends when they went on this trip. Okay. And it's the funniest story I, of a girl trip I think I've ever heard. Oh, Lord. So <laughs> it's about three or four of them, okay? They went from L.A. to San Francisco. We know San Francisco is a city by the bay. It has all these hills. And so we're trying to go from one place to another, of course, you don't want to walk up and down these hills. Yeah. It's not a big city, but it can be really exhausting to go up and down, right? So they got a taxi. Not going too far, but they got a taxi to go from one place to another. Okay. Well, one of the friends decided, and again, there's like four of them in splitting the taxi, right? Splitting the cost of this taxi. Okay. One of the friends decided uh, she didn't want to pay for a taxi. And so instead... <laughs> She ran alongside. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she didn't. No, she didn't. She ran alongside <laughs> the taxi and ran to the next spot to save five dollars. <laughs> she ran. They said they could see her out there in her clothes, like this girl was dressed. She said, and I was running. I was running in San Francisco on the hills. Oh my gosh. To avoid paying five dollars. But you know what? That's real. I mean, you know. No. Hey, no. what you do with your coin is your business. <laughs> my Lord. That is too funny. Yo, you know what I'm envisioning right now? Oh. You remember that, I think it was Kevin Hart, his skit where he's talking about the ostrich that was running alongside like their um, truck or whatever. What? Because you said she was running alongside the taxi. Yes, she was running alongside. Lord, that is Uh, so extra. I just, I just so wish I was there to witness this. Oh my god! I just, okay, ladies, this, this is, these are some tips that I have, okay, on some girl shit. This, this is what it reminds me of. Okay. Only go with people who you know can't afford the trip. I know everybody's price point at the same. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's wrong. But don't come on the trip if you can't pay $5 for the taxi. I'm just saying. 
right? I mean, was she really hurting anybody by, you know, getting her Flojo on to yes, the next? because she was probably musty by the time she got to, to dinner and then you had to sit by her and now she's sweaty and smells bad. Yeah, but some people just stink when they ain't running. So what do you do with that? You don't invite them on the trip. Well, that's true. Okay, so also avoid the smellies. Um, Not the smellies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you remember on Scandal when Fitz was calling Melly Smelly Melly? <laughs> yeah, you don't invite Smelly Melly on the trip. Do you want to sit in a taxi near Smelly Melly? No. I mean, it matters on why she's smelly. Oh. What if it's beyond her control? You know what I mean? Or she's really going through something. Because you ever just smell somebody smell real bad and you're like, oh, you going through something. You know what I mean? Like, And then this... you say, sweetie, what are you going through? And you should go through the shower while you're at it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Oh, that's Lord. You're not going to enjoy that trip. So yeah. No, I hear you. As long as you have to no. share a bed. And speaking of beds, no snorers. At least not really bad snorers. And mm. I'll say, I'll tell you why. Been on a trip before. This was more of a, a trip with family friends. One lady, though, that we had like two extra spots on the trip. One lady came. She was snoring so loud. And I was in the room next to her. And my room was rumbling. Snoring. So I think she probably had sleep apnea or something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably. So that's a separate issue. But I'm just saying that might put a damper on your trip. That's tough. It's the truth. Yeah. No, that's really tough. Like, because what do you even do at that point? Like, you're going to go to sleep at some point and you're about to rock the whole situation when you do. So would you say, you know what? I'm sorry. I have to get a new room. Like, I would. Yeah. I mean, because I have to be able to sleep. So that yeah. would just be what it is. Relaxation is part of the trip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, you got to pick people who enjoy the stuff you do right mm -hmm. so who like the same kind of stuff or at least you guys agree so that you get to do the stuff that you want to do on the trip and they can too yeah anyways those are my tips lady what, what tips you got candace J? honestly probably not a whole lot of them like i feel like we're on the same page you just can't <laughs> travel with everybody mm -hmm. right like this is a time where you're going to be you know more than likely going to a place that is at least a little far away from, from your home and your norm. So yeah. you're kind of stuck with who you're traveling with. And, you know, if it's not somebody that you want to share close quarters with, then, you know, you may just need to take separate trips. Mm -hmm. um, I agree with that. Yeah. Cause I definitely, you know, I've had some experiences that have tested the limits of mm. some relationships, you know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> on the, on the trip situation. Yeah. My grandmother says family's about family's like fish after three days it starts smelling. Ooh. So I don't know if you need to cut the trip to three days, but you know, also maybe be mindful of the length of the trip. You know, yeah. sometimes less is more. Definitely. Two weeks might be a little rough, but you know, four or five days might be just right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And definitely for me, like unless it's something that's super short, like I've got to build in at least a little bit of solo time. Like I, mm. I can't, I can't be up under somebody the whole time. I need a right. little bit of time to myself. But that's just my more natural introvert. You know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And you would go on a trip with somebody who respects that exactly and who doesn't yeah. take it personally and it's not even like it has to be a long time but you know it yeah. may i need to just may need to put on some headphones and watch netflix just by myself mm -hmm. for something but i can't always be in connection with folks i need to recharge i love that and you don't always like 
have to go far, right? Mm-hmm. Like you may do a staycation with your girl so that you guys can afford it. You may have just two days, right? But you know you need a getaway, but you can't go all the way to Jamaica or somewhere far. Absolutely. So, you know, think of things close by. That's so true. Actually, one of the better trips, quote unquote, that I've taken, it was when, um, you know, I was on campus at Stanford mm-hmm. and we just went to like Santa Clara, I want to say. Like we didn't mm-hmm. go far at all. Yeah. But just getting out of the immediate city, getting a nice, right. you know, hotel room and, and just chilling in that area. Exactly. It felt good to unplug. It, you know, I was recharged once I had to go back to school. And I was a lot mm-hmm. closer with the person who I, I took the trip with as a result of it. So yeah. Yeah, staycations are pretty dope. I love that. But okay, if you could go anywhere, like your dream girls vacay, girls getaway, mm-hmm. where would it be? Wakanda. <gasps> That's a good answer. Yeah, it's definitely Wakanda. It's all I really want. <laughs> like, I just want to go somewhere where I don't have to worry about being looked at. I don't have to worry about like negotiating stuff and like, you know, people ask me if I know Tupac and you know what I mean? Like just where it can just be a place where it's just a lot of us and you know, we're being great and and brilliant and we're celebrating each other. And it just, it's just a great thing. Like for me, that's how new Orleans is. I think that's why new Orleans Mm. is my favorite, at least U S destination Uh so far is because it's so rich with the culture and there's just so many of us. And when we have those times where it's like, like an essence fest where we're all just like co-located and it's, and it's celebrating who we are. Like that is what my relaxation, that's what my restoration, that's what my peace, that's what my joy looks like. Like we are my joy. And so the more that I can be immersed in us, that is what a vacation looks like. I love that. Sounds like Nola is your Wakanda. It really is. It's my, it's my Wakanda and I love the accent. And Few things food. make me happier than a Nola accent. I'm like, oh, I just love everything about it. Oh, I was gonna say Nigeria. You know they the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me Ryan Coogler wasn't thinking about Nigeria you know when he was. came up with Wakanda. You know, I believe it. I would not be surprised. But I say that because I mean, I've I've never been. I've only been to one African country. Um, that I've always wanted to go and I would really love to go with my girls because I have one friend in particular, we talked about Kike again, she, um, her family is from there, so she could show us around, but we could also learn so much. I mean, you know, learn about our African history, right? Um, learn about how people live there. We can see all the beautiful fashion all the all the fabrics i mean i just watched this movie on netflix i can't think of the name of it but it featured all these beautiful um nigerian actors and actresses Hmm. oh their outfits were fierce every i could barely focus on the storyline because i wanted every outfit Mm. um so i just uh i would love to travel to nigeria with my girls yes well shoot let me know when you want to go because also i'm really curious about their digital penetration there like the market opportunities are what kind of penetration girl you better stop (laughs) (laughs) don't do it it'll be a whole different type of black 13 (laughs) all right well we're gonna go on this trip i'm gonna i want to go on a trip to nigeria but i think i need a little help uh planning that kind of trip and expenses and you know how to do that so i think we need to phone a friend let's phone a friend phone a friend dial 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 phone a friend 
All right, ladies, it's time to phone a friend. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> All right, we have a real, a true travel expert with us today. Joining us is Sarah Johnson, who has traveled to roughly 30 countries. Can you believe that? 30, 30. Full 30. Well, that works for Black 13. I see what she did there. Oh, hey. <laughs> Welcome, Sarah. Hi. We are so excited to have you on the show. But before we start getting all of the travel information from mm-hmm. you, we're going to tell our listeners a little bit more about you. Sarah is a chocolate cardinal who loves balancing her desk job in affordable housing with her love for travel, diverse foods, and great wines. She's a travel hacker, an informal blogger who organizes two to three international vacations each year. That's every year, y'all. Yes. In addition to various domestic destinations, okay? She's she's booked. She's always in the air. (laughs) Now, Sarah uses her blog, The Wandering Side Eye, or Wandering Side Eye, I'm sorry, as a personal outlet to share her thoughts on life, America, the world, and the more interesting details behind some of her travels. This year, Sarah's traveled to Bora Bora and has plans for Ireland, Greece, Aruba, and Zimbabwe. Black 13 fam, please join us in welcoming Sarah, my former roommate, to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you. I have to ask. So 30 countries, that is amazing. When did you get, when did you first get bit by that travel bug? When did you say, I have to get on this plane, I have to see Well, I think I've actually always had the travel bug. Like when I was little... Uh, my parents had this this sort of hippie phase, a motorhome, and they'd take us on these <laughs> these camping vacations. Um, we would. Ca- You're black, right? I am black. Okay. I mean, it was like bougie camping, so <laughs> oh, like I had a bed. <laughs> uh, but I remember one time we drove from LA to Florida, and we stopped in every state. And I had this little book where I would write down every time I saw a different mm. state license plate. Um, and where I saw it. So that was kind of, I think the beginning, um, I was always interested in exploring different places and I did two study abroad programs when I was at Stanford, but it wasn't actually until about Mm. 2015 or 2016 when I really got to, to start, uh, traveling more. Um, that was about when my salary had increased. So I was making like grown up money by then. And oh, yeah. shout out okay. grown up money. Grown up money saved lives. Um <laughs> that needs to be on a shirt too. The shirts are basically making themselves at this So point. I had just been saving up what I thought was a lot of money. And I had this vague idea that I was eventually gonna buy a house. And then when I got what I thought was a lot of money, I started looking at what it actually cost to even begin to look at Bay Area real estate. And I realized that this was not going to happen. This was like mm-hmm. a 10 year stretch goal. Um, and so I realized I could either spend the next 10 to 15 years just saving and saving and not really doing what I wanted to be doing, or I could just take my savings and go see the world. So uh, wow. in wow. it was Cyber Monday 2015, and I found just a crazy good deal on a flight to Italy. It was under $4 round trip. Um, under how much? Under five hundred dollars. It was like four eighty five or something. Oh, round wow. trip. Round trip on a real airline. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was not FedEx. One FedEx. Shade any airlines here, but it was a full service airline. And um, so I ended up. I went to Milan, Florence, and Venice in twenty sixteen for six days, and it just kind of took off from there. Wow. So inspiring. 
That's amazing. That's, that's so dope. So, okay. I definitely have not traveled enough. So I just have some quick questions for you. We're going to do some rapid fire questions. All right. So the one place that you could visit over and over again, Italy for the pasta. Okay. Mm. Best international. (laughs) Yes, actually (laughs) it's the pasta and just, there's so much in Italy. You could go like three or four times, not even cross the same places. Uh, Okay. Best international destination for a new traveler? I would say London. Mm. Mm. Why London? Mostly because, um, well, if you're a new traveler, you know, from the U.S., they speak English there and it has a nice accent. So it feels like you're far away. And I mean, you are far away. They've got really great history. There's um, the tube is a really Mm. good transit system and. It's just, it's a pretty easy place to explore and it's pretty big. So you can get into different types of things every time. Interesting. How about the, uh, the best hidden gem you found someplace that was like unexpectedly dope? Sri Lanka. Huh. Do tell. Yeah. So I went on a trip last year and, uh, we waited too late to get our plane tickets home from Maldives. So, um, we ended up having to fly to Sri Lanka to get our flight back to San Francisco. And so it was just like a, like, I think a day and a half that we had in Sri Lanka and we got there and they just have, it's gorgeous. There's just beautiful temples and the people are really nice. It's so cheap. Mm -hmm. I think I ate, we had a meal for two and it was, we didn't finish everything and it was under $5. Oh, wow. So you've already talked about Italy London, Sri Lanka, I mean, the Maldives, like all these places. How do you afford so many trips? I mean, are you just making 200000 a year or something? <laughs> How are you doing this? Girl, please. I work Who for the government. <laughs> so you're doing this on a government salary. I'm doing this on a government salary. Wow. So <clears throat> I would say um, part of it is that I prioritize travel. So pretty much if it's not living expenses, healthcare, retirement, it's going to travel. Um, So up until probably this year, I really wasn't saving that much. Um, Yeah, pretty much every every extra penny has been put into some trip. I pay for my trips pretty far in advance. So um, I'll, I'll, like right now, if I were going to book a trip, I would probably book it for like, I don't know, February or so and then spend between now and then um setting aside money and buying things a little bit at a time uh to just kind of piecemeal it until I get to where I'm I'm going I usually try not to book things less than um less than like four months out if it's an international trip if I'm understanding this correctly you book let's say it costs two thousand dollars you pay for that on your credit card and then you save up so that by the time of your trip, let's say six months from then, you have the money. Uh, not quite. Because uh, oh. so if I didn't have the if I didn't have the money to pay off my credit card within like a month and a half, then I I wouldn't put it on there. Um, oh, okay. just because of the way that credit card interest works and got it. Yeah, okay, that's another conversation. But what I would okay. do, <laughs> what I would do is um I would I usually buy the plane ticket first. And, um, and then I'll book the hotel and hotels, unless you're prepaying, they don't have to be paid for until you get there. 
So Ooh. I'll book the plane ticket, I'll book the hotel, and then um, I might spend like a month or two paying off the plane ticket. And then on month three, then I'll start booking activities or I'll start booking um, the transit part. So like if I have to take the train from one location to another, then I'll book those and then I'll pay those off and then I'll I'll move into whatever I want to do when I'm there. So that by the time I go on the trip, almost everything is paid for and I just have to bring money to eat and buy souvenirs. Smart. The second thing I do, um, I save a lot of money by letting the destination and dates choose me instead of the other way around. So I I keep really detailed records of just like the more complex trips, uh, just so that I know how much I'm spending and I'm keeping track of it. So I know if I'm hitting my personal, you know, ceiling on something. So if I need to cut something out, um, but basically, I mean, people think that traveling is really expensive, but it can be expensive, but it could also be as cheap as you want it to be. It just depends on, you know, what kind of pieces you're putting together. And then I'd say the last part of kind of how I afford my trips is that I'd probably maybe about half, possibly more of my travel is actually free. Um, say that again. <laughs> I travel for free a lot. Like a lot. Please go into detail about that, Sarah. So one of my hobbies is travel hacking, um, which I mentioned in my bio. And I leverage credit card rewards or airline programs, hotel reward programs, and I eliminate either part or all of the associated costs for the trip. So, Uh, yeah. So like a lot of credit card companies, they'll have... Um, you know, sign up for my credit card and spend X amount of money in the first three or four months of having the card and we'll give you bonus points. So when you do that, you get all these bonus points. And then if you know what to do with the bonus points, you can really make that stretch and do some kind of crazy things with it. Um, Every airline and hotel, well, almost every hotel has some sort of reward program. So I make sure to always sign up for whatever reward program they have. And then I just kind of make sure that those programs that I don't let the points expire and um, Mm -hmm. eventually it's enough for a free room or half of a free room. Um, And it really works out. So like, for instance, I'm going to Europe this summer, I'll be gone two weeks and for all of the flights, transportation and my part of the lodging, it's costing me about $550 total. Wow. Wow. I'm taking notes (laughs) right now. So, With that trip, um, I was able to redeem United Airline Miles, and uh, I was able to redeem that for the bigger flights. So, like, basically my flight from from here to Ireland, and then from Ireland to Greece, and then my flight home is from Vienna, coming back to San Francisco, and that whole flight was about $90, plus 60,000 United points. So right. does that mean you, you usually stay with like the same brands, like the same hotel chains and the same airlines? Yeah. Well, I'm like partially loyal. I'm maybe about half loyal to two main brands of uh, hotel and airline. So I stay a lot with Marriott and I fly a lot with Alaska. Okay. Got so um, those are like my two main programs, partly because... I don't even know how I got started with Marriott, but I'm there now. And now I have Marriott status. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I put a lot of effort into maintaining status with at least one airline and one hotel. So I have um, probably, 
I'd say mid-tier status with with Marriott and um, very very low status with with Alaska. But it's enough to get to get perks. Like whenever I fly Alaska, I get free checked bags. Um, hmm. Whenever I fly United, I get free checked bags from one of my credit cards. Uh, same thing with American. I have a credit card that gives me checked bags there. So um, yeah, basically like when I stay at a Marriott. I have status, so it's it's like a legitimate cost savings. Pretty much any Marriott hotel I stay in, they're going to give me free breakfast. They're going to give me free drinks, credits for meals. Sometimes they do afternoon snacks. Sometimes they do afternoon like wine and beer, water, etc. And all those things just add up. So that's kind of along with having points in the program. That's why I I tend to stay mostly Marriott hotels. Um. Yeah, that is so awesome. pretty yeah. much that. And then I know like last summer, uh, my sorority sister and I did a two week trip around the world. That was the one where we went to the Maldives. And some of it was in like, serious luxury status. One of the flights we took was a 12 hour flight from Frankfurt to Singapore. And we each had our own private suite. And there was like a, a <laughs> oh, <laughs> there was yes. like a wall in the middle that you could lower. And so we had this um pretty big suite with uh two actual beds with like bedding and stuff and three champagne and lobster thermidor it was really ridiculous um and that flight cost it was a hundred thousand credit card points each and a hundred dollars for that one flight and the whole trip we ended up paying i think it was like a thousand per person for all of our flights and hotels oh my gosh Oh, wait, but y'all were gone for like two weeks, you said? Yeah, we were gone for two weeks and we went to eight different cities. <gasps> I feel like such a sucker. For real, me too. <laughs> I think all the beers I didn't bought all these hotels. My money. Right? I'm like, this is crazy. All the times I pay for little food boxes and you having lobster. <laughs> lobster in a suite, private suite with a little wall. Yeah, it had for a window real. too. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, so you can see into the aisle. In case you didn't want to talk to anybody. Of course oh. I don't want to talk to anybody. It's a 12-hour flight. I want to take a nap. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Dang. So when you're booking these flights, like, which sites are you using? Um. So I usually book direct as often as possible. Um, mm. Usually. So the thing about booking direct. So when you book with, there's all these websites that advertise, you know, discounted flights and discounted hotels and things like that. But, um, those are, a lot of them are third party sites. And so if you stay in a hotel that you booked and prepaid on a third party site, they, they're not concerned about giving you their nicer rooms. Mm. Um, when you book a a, a third party site and something goes wrong, you have to talk to the third party site to get it fixed. And those are almost impossible to get a hold of. So go to the source. Yeah. So I usually go to the source. Um, I think, let's see, one site that I know a lot of people recommend and I haven't used it, but it it's pretty highly recommended. It's called Scott's Cheap Flights. Hmm. And you can subscribe to their alerts, let them know what your departure airports are, and they send you an alert when uh, deals pop up. Scott's so, Cheap Flights? Yeah. Yeah, and so they I haven't subscribed to them because I get enough deal notifications without really having to have them show up in my inbox. Um usually I find mine 
through Google Flights or through, um, like I'm in a couple of Facebook groups for travel hackers or travelers and different things like that. And so things will pop up there. Uh, Google Flights is pretty awesome. I will, I'll put in say all Bay Area airports and then I'll name just a continent and then it'll bring up a map and show me all the prices. Oh. Oh. And you can put in different dates and things like that. So that's actually how I found that Italy flight. I was just browsing on Google Flights and um, it popped up and it was like under $500. Wow. Wow. So you, I mean, you talked about um, that trip to Sri Lanka and some of the other trips that you went with your sorority sisters. Um, Sounds like you've gone with different groups of friends, right? You travel a lot with girlfriends. This is our girls trip episode, of course. Um, So, you know, obviously it's so nice when you can spend some time away with your girls. But sometimes, like particularly you talked about two weeks, you know, that can be a little bit contentious sometimes, or maybe some things can go sideways. Um, So what are some ways that you've avoided conflict while you're away? Like financial, you know, difficult conversation, anything? Yeah. Okay. So I would say first, it's really about picking your friends. Mm. Um, I've never, ever been about and mayhem. I'm 32 now. Really not about that life. So the people I keep around mostly reflect that. And we're all pretty mature. Everyone understands that the trip is not all about you all the time. Um, It's okay to put somebody else's needs first every once in a while. So Mm. I always try to make sure that everyone coming on a trip with me has identified one or two things that they absolutely have to do. And we make sure that the whole group prioritizes those things. Well, that's a good Um, idea. Yeah, beyond that. So everyone feels like, you know, they got what they wanted out of their vacation. And beyond that, everybody just kind of goes with the flow. It's also, it's really important to understand your friends and what their triggers are. Um, Everyone kind of has something that turns them into a completely different person Mm -hmm. that's not that pleasant to be around. Um, once you know what that thing is, you can both make sure that you take steps not to trigger it. Like for me, I know, I need to know that exactly how much everything costs. I need to know where I'm sleeping ahead of time. I need to know exactly how I'm getting there. And I also need to eat frequently or I get really (laughs) hungry. (laughs) So if you're on a trip with me, you know that I need to be fed and I need to know what's going on. (laughs) Sarah needs a Snickers. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, that's not to say that there's never conflict. You know, once or twice I have made a wrong choice of travel companions and it really puts a damper on the whole experience. But the key is to just learn from it and then they don't get invited again. Oh. (laughs) Um, But mostly, though, you know, conflict, it just rarely has a chance to turn turn into anything big if you really know what you're doing. And then I would say kind of. The other piece to this, uh, money, money is a big part of it. Yeah. You have to be really careful about money and just kind of, I personally operate on the belief that if you give people enough time, they can pay for it. So, um, Mm. I have a lot of, I have a lot of credit cards and they have pretty good limits on them. So usually it's, it's fine for me to finance, the larger portions of the trip and have people pay me back. So I usually will pay for something on my card and then I'll give people, it's usually about a month and a half to two months before it would start generating interest. So I'll give people that long to pay me back. <clears throat> so that runs across, you know, like two or three paychecks. 
and <clears throat> it doesn't really turn into much of an issue. Mm. Let me ask about the smaller stuff though. Like I'm thinking about, you know, you're in Italy, you guys are trying to pick a restaurant. Maybe you make a little bit more than your friend. So you pick a restaurant where maybe the items are 40 or $50 a plate. Maybe that's not that bad for you, but your friend maybe doesn't make as much money for you. And 40, $50 is a lot of money to spend on one meal. Um, do you, how do you deal with stuff like that? Like, do you guys talk about what restaurants you want to go to beforehand or, you know, what kind of excursions you want to go on so that it fits everyone's budget? Yeah. I mean, we usually pick, I'd say one or two nice meals per trip. And, um, sometimes those are, those are usually vetted. So everybody gets to look at the menu, approve or deny. Um, I know we went to Bali and there was one restaurant that had this dish that was supposed to be something that you had to try. Um, Mm -hmm. So before the trip, sent out the menu to everybody. We had a look at the prices. We said, this is a little on the pricey side. Is everyone okay with paying this for this one meal? Everyone said yes. So we went there. Um, During the trip, Mm -hmm. I think typically my friends and I are kind of on the same page. And um, usually the places I go, I end up with free breakfast. So you're really only paying for lunch and dinner, if that. Um, so once you've kind of cut out, once you're not dealing with three meals a day in, you know, sometimes you might be on the move. So everybody gets street food or something and it doesn't cost that much. And then the next day you might go for a more expensive meal, but typically it's good to just have a a good idea of everyone's situation. And I mean, I usually travel with people I know pretty well, so I know where they're coming from and I, I, I understand, you know, what point they're at in life. Got it. Right. All right. So one thing you talked about is how much, you know, travel has transformed you. Um, And I'd love to know as you're going into these other spaces, you know, perhaps in cultures that are very different from your own, how do you, how do you enter those spaces respectfully? Well, I try to read up a bit about, you know, wherever I'm going before I get there, there's tons of information on the internet. I always, you know, Wikipedia, the country, um, Mm. <clears throat> I'm in a few Facebook communities. I know I talked about that earlier. There's one in particular called Girls Love Travel. And it's Ooh. about, I think it's like 800,000 women at this point, And they're from Whoa. all over the world. And wow. yeah, so everybody just kind of submits their questions and um, their struggles and all this stuff. And then everybody comments on it. And a lot you can go through with Facebook groups and search. Uh, you can just do keyword searches. So if I'm going to a particular country, I'll do a keyword search and see what comes up and then read all the comments. And you usually get a pretty good deal idea of, you know, where people are coming from on that. So I try to do a little bit of online research. And then even being in the age of technology, I'll usually buy a pocket guidebook because uh, mm. those, those often have notes on history and culture, the things that you should and shouldn't do, um, just how not to fall mm. flat on your face. <laughs> Right. Um, and then once I'm there, I try to enter with just a general attitude of learning. And typically I'll try to fit in a museum, especially if it's a solo trip. I like museums. Um, but I try to fit in a museum or something where I can experience a bit of the city's past. Um, I'll try to fit in a market where I can get a feel for the current energy of the city that is that's, you know, right now and then most of the time I'll just I'm I try to keep my mouth shut and just observe 
sometimes I get a chance to have a conversation with someone who's local. And by that point, I've done a lot of observing and I have a question about, you know, something I noticed. And as long as you ask those questions in a respectful way and make it clear that, you know, you're curious, but not overbearing that you want to learn. And you also kind of explain, you know, how your experience might be different to whatever it is you're asking about. People are usually pretty happy to give you a glimpse into their lives. Um, I had an amazing conversation with this high school student that I was sitting next to on a bus for like four hours in New Zealand. Wow. And she gave me just all this amazing insight into what it was like for her growing up and attending school as an indigenous person in New Zealand. Hmm. And it's just, it was really interesting because they just, the New Zealand, I, like, I don't think they've, you know, managed to get everything right, but they definitely got it way more right than the U.S. did in their mm-hmm. in their relationship with the indigenous people that were there first. Wow. All the stories and understandings that you won't get from the history books or from the Wikipedia page, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, but you mentioned, you said when you go on solo trips, you like museums and all that kind of stuff, which I think makes a lot of sense. But I pr- kind of brings me pause when you say solo trips, because I'm trying to think of any time when I've traveled solo. I think I would be a little bit nervous about being by myself um, in a country that I don't know a lot about. Um, how do you keep yourself safe during travels, particularly as a woman of color, as a young woman, um, when you're traveling solo or in a small group, maybe just you and a friend? Yeah, so I don't actually, I don't travel solo that often anymore. Okay. But I found that, um, you know, we have this idea of safety. And I think we kind of, a lot of times use it as a way to um, just be apprehensive or kind of get out of fully experiencing new experiences. Mm. I think safety is relative. And to be honest, a lot of other countries have mastered safe environments in a much better way than we have here at home. Mm. So I like I know I've been a, I've been a lot of places and there've been very few times when I felt noticeably unsafe. Mm. <clears throat> Even like walking around at night alone it it just it's never I rarely feel unsafe. And that's not to say that you know bad situations don't happen. Right. But I think as long as you kind of are you know walking with purpose, you don't look lost and you just kind of tell yourself, you know, I have every right to be here as anyone else. <clears throat> it really helps. As far as being a woman of color, um, I think in places, especially in places where there just aren't a ton of black people, I find that there's just, there's a lot of, you know, media representation and pre-existing attitudes towards us that I can actually use in my favor on occasion. Yeah. So are you talking about like when we were in Chile together, Sarah, because we traveled together and everybody <laughs> thought the black girls were Beyonce? Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. Wait, are you serious? Exactly. Yeah. We were all Beyonce. <laughs> we were all Beyonce. Everybody was Beyonce. A gaggle of Beyonce. <laughs> yes. It's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if they think you're Beyonce or if they have a more negative thing where they think like, you know, you're an intimidating person or a prostitute. I- or that, yes. Oh, okay. Um, okay. You have the option to lean into that assumption or not, or just, you know, dispel mm. it if you want to, depending on how that might help you. So if I'm in a situation where I feel like it could tip in a way that I don't want it to go, then I will lean into that intimidating Black woman, you know, mm. attitude <clears throat> mm-hmm. to, as like kind of like yeah. armor, I guess. But right. for the most mm. part, I mean, I don't go places that are known for being unsafe per se 
Um, I, I don't travel to places that are in political turmoil. Some people find that exciting, Mm. but I feel like, you know, there's enough forces targeting women of color. I don't need to add to it. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm usually on vacation. So I'm, I'm going to destinations that have tourists for the most part. Got it. So you, it seems like you were kind of mentioning that maybe as Americans, we're kind of viewing the others as being more dangerous when in fact, like, take care of your home, you know, exactly. <laughs> our place isn't the same. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to know just with all of the amazing travels that you've had, how has that impacted your your view of not just the, you know, the world and, and the US, but also, I guess, a bit more personally, how has it impacted how you how you do yourself? Well, I guess, in terms of um how I view the world and the U.S., I would say that traveling so much has given me, I mean, this sounds really trite, but it's given me a wider perspective and it's given me kind of a framework from where I can I can look at something that's happening in the world and see it from a couple of different perspectives. And I think that's really valuable, especially, you know, in times where people kind of lean into their silos and we Mm. you know we are in these echo chambers on social media and so I try to just generally keep many different types of people around me Uh, my you know Facebook feed is pretty diverse so I'm always getting different different ideas about the world and trying to find something where okay I might not agree with you but I I can see how you came to that conclusion Mm. for myself I think traveling has just kind of demonstrated for me how much I don't know. And I think part of the reason that Mm. I have traveled so much is because every time I go somewhere, it's just, it becomes so much more obvious that there's just so much more out there that I don't know and haven't seen and haven't experienced. So it just kind of makes me, I think at the same time, it makes me more confident in my ability to take care of myself and my ability to, you know, plan a trip and go somewhere and come back home. It also makes me very much aware of, you know, how small I am in the universe and how much I just haven't learned yet. Wow. Well, I am ready to get on a flight. Where am I going? Oh, no, girl. Use some points, though. (laughs) For real. (laughs) I'm trying to get a a suite for $1,000. Shoot. I, oh, wow. I well, thank you, Sarah, so much. You, I mean, I really was taking notes. I will be <laughs> making sure I travel smartly and safely and economically the next time. Um, so thank you for your tips. And everybody else, if you want to want more information from Sarah, check out her blog, Wandering Side Eye, before checking in to your next flight. See what you did there, girl. You keep bringing it. Thank you. And make sure to follow her on the interwebs. On Facebook and Instagram, she's at Wandering Side Eye. And on Twitter, she's at Wander Side Eye. So make sure to show her some love on her pages too. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rumi. Time for our 30 for 30. We'll share five of 30 tips to help you plan or while you're on your girl's trip. These five come from Sarah's blog, Wandering Side Eye. 
That's right. Up first, ladies, check your passport. Now, mm. Sarah advises that you make sure your passport is valid for at least another six months beyond the last day of your trip. Now, you're going to want to do that to avoid any travel or re-entry issues, and it can vary based on the location. So if it expires before then, make sure to renew it immediately, even if that means that you have to expedite that. Also, Make sure that you have a copy of your passport that you keep from a separate place than where the actual passport is located, just in case you have any issues where you misplace it or you need to verify your identity but don't want to actually surrender your passport. That is such a good idea. Just assume, you know, your passport can be good for 10 years. You just assume, oh, yeah, I'm good. You know, check that, ladies. That's a great tip. All right, number two, invest in a battery pack. According to Sarah, a battery pack, not your charger, is a must if you are concerned about your phone losing its charge during your travels. There are big and small ones that differ in power, so choose what makes the most sense based on your needs and preferences. Sarah recommends that you look for something with at least 7,000 to 10,000 mAh. I don't know what that means, but look for it, ladies. Number three, mind your coins. So know Mm. what you can and cannot do with your money while you're traveling. Make sure to check Mm. in with your financial institution to understand how they handle things like foreign transactions, if you're going to be using your credit cards, ATM withdrawals, those fees and those limits. Make sure that you really understand all of that before your trip. And depending Mm. on your bank or your credit card company, you might even need to notify them that you're traveling so that they don't assume that there is some sort of fraudulent activity happening. So even if you're planning to pay for everything in cash, you never know when you're going to need to charge something or even get some extra cash because you found something that you've got to take home with you. So figure it out before you travel. All right, ladies, number four, don't be the bag lady. Bag lady, you gon' be us. You can't hurry up, cause you got too much time. Erica told us a long time ago, okay? Try to pack lightly. Traveling with few bags that are easy for you to manage makes it easier to navigate trains and other transportation. Also, depending on your itinerary, you might not be able to check your bags all the way through to your final destination. So if you end up with a tight connection and need to get your bag and recheck it at the airport later, uh, you might you might be out of luck. So remember, flight delays are real. You never know when you might need to make a mad dash to your next flight. And that is real. Oh, I hate travel delays. So real. Yeah. Because I actually didn't even realize that sometimes you have to recheck your bag. And I encountered that for the first time when I was traveling in business school. Like that actually can take Mm. quite a bit of time. So a lot of time. Yeah. All right. And last up, knowledge is power. Get your mind right. Yes. (laughs) Sarah's a big fan of guidebooks when she travels. Now they have the full-sized ones, but those can be kind of clunky. So she actually Mm -hmm. recommends the pocket ones because remember you're trying to travel lightly. So you're going (laughs) to have the pocket one so that you can know things that you should be seeing and looking out for in these new locations. Two that Sarah recommends are the eyewitness pocket guides and then the pocket version of Lonely Planet books. Not so lonely anymore once we unleash all of our beautiful Black 3rd listeners. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I do. <laughs> 
Thank you, Sarah, for the tips. Head to our social media pages, ladies, for 25 more tips. And as always, thank you for joining us for another episode. We love being here listening, talking to you guys. And one more thing, y'all. Remember to please, please, please tag us on social when you're talking about the show. Yes. We just might feature you on our pages. You might become our Woman Crush Wednesday, but we got to know that you're out there to do it. So make sure that you're subscribing, leaving reviews on our podcast channels and on our social media channels, tagging us and interacting with us so we know that you're out there. We are seeing that y'all are listening and that you're enjoying Mm -hmm. it, but let us know who you are so that we can talk to you as well. We can't wait to talk to you later, ladies. Thank you. Thank you.